Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey there, everyone. This is Joe Zuccarello, and welcome to an ep- another episode of Hey Joe, a uh, production brought to you by the Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our website at paragonpetschool.com for lots of uh, information on a variety of education products and links to helpful information, education resources, and so on. This Hey Joe podcast is an opportunity where you get to listen in on a real coaching call between myself and an expert in the industry, oftentimes answering questions we get in all the time to the podcast starting with the words, Hey Joe. Thanks for joining us at Hey Joe. Today's topic is cat grooming. Again, we're joined by Danelle German. I'll give you a little bit about Danelle's background in just a moment, but today's topic is uh, how to groom cats and live to tell about it. Uh, This is all about the safety aspect of grooming cats. Uh, Danelle German uh, uh, is, I, I've often referred to her as one of the bravest people I know uh, when it comes to cat grooming. Uh, she is uh, by far, uh, I, I expect to see her on a National Geographic episode on television at some point uh, for cat grooming. I'm sure, I'm sure that's on her uh, list of, of, of uh, her bucket list to do. But she's the founder right. of the National Cat Groomers Institute. Uh, it's a grooming school located in, in South Carolina that's the world's first feline exclusive grooming school. Uh, She is also an author and a regularly sought out speaker at industry trade shows and other appearances all over the world. So um, I want to thank Danelle. Thank you for being with us today and agreeing to do this podcast. We're going to do lots of other podcasts, so be sure to, to tune in and, and listen to all of the series with Danelle. Uh, and uh, most importantly, stick around to the very end of this because Danelle has brought an, an incredible offer uh, exclusive to Hey Joe listener audience members uh, to, uh, uh, to take part in some of, uh, uh, of her training and her experience. So stick around to the very end and she will tell you all about that. Uh, Danelle, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what's going on at the National uh, uh, Cat Groomers Institute. We are always busy. Um, you know, one of the things I would love to invite people to do is um, give them the opportunity to learn some of the uh, things that we share for free on our website, on our blog, namely, and then also through some of our webinars that we have. And so if they want to do that, I know you're going to give out the URL here anyway, but I'm going to go ahead and say visit nationalcatgroomers.com and take a look at the blog. Search for terms that are relevant to you, things you're wanting to learn more about. And we have so much content on there that is so useful. So I do want to invite listeners to do that. And I really thank you for having me here today. And, you know, look, we are saving the world one cat at a time. That's our lake. 
joke slogan that we have here at the <laughs> National Cat Groomers Institute. And it is amazing to see the students that go through our program and then put this into practice in their own business environment, whatever that looks like, whether they're a business owner or an employee, and wherever they're located in the world, and watch them just transform their business, their cat owners' lives by fixing problems that they haven't been able to find someone else to fix, and by changing things and making them better for these cats that were previously living with bad conditions, mats, and mm. so forth. And so I love this about my job. I love seeing the um, – I just – I love seeing the transformation take place in all of those aspects, all of those regards with our students and through our students. It's just been amazing to see. Well, so on one of our uh, – in a previous episode, we kind of give an overview of cat grooming. Today we're going to talk about all things safety, which I know yeah. that you are just – uh, uh, super in tune with because you know when it comes to cat grooming right um, safety is is probably yes. uh, I don't know but in my book it would be number one um, and then on, on future episodes we're going to talk a little bit more about building clientele and a pricing structure and how that can transform the business but we're also uh, on a future episode going to talk a little bit we're going to take a deeper dive into techniques and training necessary and as you said there's a lot of free information out at nationalcatgroomers.com uh, for the Hey Joe listener audience to go and, and take a peek at and I'll tell you that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, this podcast receives a lot of questions uh, from listeners out there. And uh, one way that you, the listener, can submit your questions is simply by emailing us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. And cat grooming, uh, I'm sure, is one of the most popular questions that we get um, because it's such a necessary, I think you called it before, a niche uh, uh, a niche service, and I, I know, and I can't remember who said it, but I know somebody had once referred to niche businesses as the ni uh, the riches are in the niches. So, yeah. um, uh, so I'm sure cat grooming is one of those. So let's let's take a dive. Let's let's jump right into safety. And um, okay. you know, as 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 you've told me in our show prep, and it really just resonated with me, was that safety in cat grooming is about two two creatures two living beings in that equation and that is not only the the the, the person but also the cat absolutely absolutely so um one of my goals when i started teaching and training other people initially it was employees working in my cat grooming salon and then later it became you know official students and one of my goals in that was to teach them how to handle the cat safely so that they survived the grooming and came out of it blood-free and all of that, but also that the cat responded well to it and came out of the experience um, with the problem solved, free of nicks and cuts and all of those things, and also just... Um, looking really good in the end. And so this has been a major focus of the National Cat Groomers Institute, and it's working really well. It can be um, a real thing to have the safety of the groomer and the safety of the cat go hand in hand, and everyone come out on the other side with good results. So some of the things that play into that, um, some of the key ingredients that help make that a success, um, number one, the top of the list, I would say environment. The environment being feline exclusive, free of the commotion, noise, and energy of dogs is so important. So, like Danelle, you know, 
Yeah, so let, let's let's unpack that for a moment. So obviously, you know, as you as you've said before, our Hey Joe listener audience is probably mostly comprised of dog groomers. So what mm-hmm. you're saying is, in order to have a feline exclusive experience, so you know a lot of dog groomers. I mean, you kind of hang around yeah. us, even though you're a cat lady. You you, yeah. you 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 hang around us when you have to, right? So yes. uh, what, what, <laughs> what take, taking one for the team? I know, but what yeah. would you what would you say to us dog groomers out there that you know we've got how how do we control our environment to be cat exclusive? So what what tips or tricks have you offered dog groomers before to to do that? Yeah, a couple of um, quick and easy ways to do this. Number one is creating a separate time that is feline exclusive. So an example of this might look like um, the first Monday of every month um, from 9 to 2 is cat day. And so during that time, there are no dogs on the premises, no, none on the schedule. It is just reserved for the cat clients. And the cat clients know this. They appreciate it. The cats respond so much better. The groomer is typically, if they're doing things correctly, able to make more money during that time frame than if they were grooming dogs. And the really cool thing is that they can, by limiting this time that they have if let's say during this time frame they were able to groom eight cats and they have um eight clients eight cat clients they're just starting out and they only have eight cat clients if they only have the first monday of every month available and there's only eight slots left guess what your likelihood of these exact clients that are coming in this monday booking for the monday a month later that's available, the next available cat day, guess what your likelihood is of them pre-booking and keeping that time slot? It's really high because if they don't book it and keep it, they lose it. They lose that opportunity, yeah. and then they're forced to wait another month, which by this time their cat's going to start to be matted, and you're going to charge additional uh, matting fees and things like that. So the groom becomes more expensive, and also the groom is more difficult for the cat. And so there's the whole thing. We want to, you know, operate from the premise that our owners want to, um, they, they love and care for their animal, and they want to do what's best for them. So, you know, if this is what we're building our business around and we're limiting those times, then it helps us to um, fill those slots. And as the clientele grows, you can open up more slots. Maybe it's two Mondays a month now instead of just one and so on and so forth, whatever that needs to be for your business. But that is the low-cost or no-cost way to do this. It's super easy. Anyone could implement that like right now, block out that time, make it happen. Yeah, the you know, I was – I was wondering to know, because uh, you had my curiosity peaked when we were doing our show prep uh, about blocking off that time, because I'm, I, my, my mind immediately went to a longer day, either starting earlier or finishing later, like bolting on extra hours mm. onto a day. But you bring up such a great and wise point of saying, listen, you are the cat groomer. You are, you are a necessary uh, 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 partner in that pet's care and grooming. Yep. So when you decide that it's that, I love that. It's a, it's one, it's a first Monday of the month. And if you don't want to start your week off with cat grooming, I get it. Maybe you make it a Wednesday. Sure. I don't know, but, yeah, but, yeah. but whatever. whatever works for your business. But to your point, it's about supply and demand. So if the demand Absolutely. is there and the supply is limited, the clients are going to behave differently than when, you know, the supply is almost uh, unlimited 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that. Changing the customer's behavior to fit uh, uh, what is really ultimately designed to be the safest uh, practice, the safest uh, parameters possible with cat grooming. That's a great tip. Absolutely. And then the other alternative option here is creating a separate space. And not everyone has this, of course. But if you are a mobile groomer, then you already have this space. Anytime you have a cat in your facility, in your, in your mobile grooming van or trailer, you are feline exclusive. So guess what? Problem solved. You go to a cat client's house, you groom their cat, it's feline exclusive. If you have a salon, a brick and mortar salon, then look at your space and go, hey, do I have a small um, closet area that could be converted into a separate cat grooming room? Or do I have a back storage room that could be converted or what have you? And some people do have this. They have this sitting, this space sitting there. They're not using it to generate any additional revenue. Um, and, and it's a, just a, a very low cost solution for them to be able to go in and, and upfit that with what they need to make that happen. And that can uh, also bring in new clients because now you're providing this feline exclusive space that is specifically geared for cats. I like that a lot too. So, but, but still being conscious though, I would imagine, of the surrounding noise in the environment. If maybe they find this little nook, this little space where they can make mm -hmm. their cat grooming space, the cat can still hear the noise from the dogs and, and, and dryers and all the like. So it's still probably, maybe it's a mix of the two or, uh, or a way of maybe it's during the quietest hours of the day, maybe for cats, would you sure. say? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, depending on how their space is set up, I, I would tell people that it's not the noise of the dryers that's your issue. It's the barking of the dogs. It's the energy of the dogs. And often by just having them separate in a closed-off room, this can definitely minimize the effects of this. Um, okay. Obviously, if we can remove it altogether, that's great. If you have the option to have a totally separate entrance with a completely separated cat grooming area, that's ideal. But not everyone has that. Um, you know, so then it comes down to looking at, if I don't have space, do I have time? Can I make time? And, and one thing I mentioned before, I'm going to bring it up again. I'm not saying add on, like, like you were thinking there, Joe, initially make your day longer because who wants to take their 10-hour day and make it a 14-hour day? No one. So let's say, can we replace can we replace some of the dog grooming appointment slots with cat grooming appointment slots that generate more revenue per hour? And that is possible. That should be the goal. It can be done if it's done properly and intentionally. And again, we're going to be talking much, much deeper on pricing and yes. building clientele. So I imagine you're you're kind of keeping that one kind of bottled up for our next episode I uh, am. to really talk uh, in in depth about that. Because when you start talking to dog groomers about taking away dog grooming appointments and putting in something like cat grooming, <laughs> um, uh, yep. you better be talking about <laughs> more cash and, and and a much more rewarding, financially rewarding prospect yes. versus just uh, listen. I can do a haircut with my, with my eyes closed on a dog, and now you're going to say, right. hey, why don't you uh, consider doing some cat grooming, right? Yeah, so, okay, so now, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So now you have, you have carved out time, 
and you have carved out hopefully either a space or a combination of time and space uh, for Mm -hmm. cat grooming. And now what, let's take a look at, uh, uh, let's take a look at maybe some necessary equipment that in that time and space you need to prepare for. And and again, to the Hey Joe listener audience out there, we're talking to Danelle German. She's the founder of the National Cat Groomers Institute and probably regarded, not probably, in my book and anybody I know that knows Danelle, the most highly regarded expert in the field of cat grooming. And we are talking about safety uh, while grooming cats. So now we're going to explore what are some of those necessary pieces of equipment that groomers should be thinking about if they're going to groom cats safely? Okay, so this is really important as well as the environment, or it kind of lends to the environment, is having a tabletop that is a slick surface, such as stainless steel. And I know this is a foreign concept to dog groomers because they are used to those grippy, you know, like rubber top tabletops and what have you that are necessary for dogs. you got to keep that dog standing on that table safely. Now let's flip it over to cats. It's completely different. I want a slick tabletop surface so that I can spin the cat around on the table quick and easy while it is in its quote-unquote comfort position. And this is a term that I've coined over the years in working with students talking about when a cat is lying on the table with its legs all tucked up under it and it's it's happy it's just chilling it's laying there like that in its comfort position and the reality with cats is that the more we handle them and the more we attempt to pull their legs out in full extension and do all of these things that are not natural and not in keeping with their comfort position the more likely we are to aggravate them and once you aggravate a cat you can't unaggravate a cat so if you think <laughs> you're going to put the cat up and let it simmer for a while i'm telling you it sits there and it gets angrier you should have um, that on the back of a t-shirt you can't un you can't unaggravate a cat <laughs> yeah Yes, you can't do that. I actually had a student years ago who said she thinks of cats as having a turkey timer. And once the turkey timer pops, you cannot unbake the turkey. And that is such a good way to put it. It's so true. So stop thinking you're going to unbake the turkey. The turkey's baked. You know, it's like done. So if I can keep the cat in its comfort position and minimize that handling, overhandling, the stretching of the legs, things like this, then I can keep the cat in a non-aggravated or less aggravated state, as the case may be, longer. And so this is to my advantage. This means I can finish the groom. This means the groom will look nice because I'm not left with a partially groomed cat that is now so aggravated that it is beating the tar out of me and trying to eat my hands when I'm trying to comb out its belly or finish shaving its Mm -hmm. belly. So forget it. I can't finish that. And these, these are common things that happen. I hear this. I see this all the time. And so we want to eliminate these things. So a slip cable top is one of those things. Um, Hey, Danelle, can I ask you, yeah, can I ask you, let's talk about that for just a moment then. So a slick tabletop, obviously, again, hey, Joe, listener audiences are probably mostly dog groomers. Uh, What are some of the, uh, how do you, can you convert a grooming table that has a rubber grippy top to a slick top if they don't have like a stainless steel table base and they're using a mat on top of it? Yes, absolutely. 
So um, a couple of ways I've seen this done is one, having some kind, if you've got a handyman guy in your life, is having a uh, countertop surface from Home Depot or Lowe's made into like a cap overlay that can go over, be mounted over the top of your table. And don't ask me for directions on this because I've never done it myself, but mm. I have seen this done and it's, you know, been done by a handy guy. So um, that is one really quick and easy option that you can take on, put on, you know, take off, put on, that sort of thing. Um, and keep in mind, when I say a stainless steel table, I'm not talking about anything expensive. The tables that I have used for years have come from a restaurant supply company. They're two foot by three foot, and they were like 80 bucks when I bought them. So, you know, this isn't like a high ticket item when you compare mm. it to a dog grooming table. Really, really inexpensive. Well, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to support a, 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 an enormous amount of weight. Correct. You know, like most grooming tables are designed to do. It doesn't have to be to your point two foot by three foot. I mean, you're dealing with typically an yeah. average size cat, unless you're grooming a puma yeah. or something that's right. <laughs> you know, for the I Guinness Book of World Records, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, for cat size. But most of the time, yeah, you're right. This could be a, a pretty small surface area. There are actually, my very first grooming tables that I had in my salon, uh, my husband just did a little tweaking too. They were actually fold-up tables that I believe were meant for dog grooming competitions. They were portable. And they were very inexpensive. I got them online. I had two of them. He just simply unscrewed the rubber top, um, rubber-coated top, and we replaced it with melamine countertop um, material we got at Home Depot. He just cut, had it cut to size, mounted it on there, and those were my tables. And they still mm. collapsed. So super inexpensive. You could put it out of the way when you're not using it. I mean, such an easy fix. Right. right? It cleans up well, right? So a non-porous top. To your point, melamine yeah. or even, I would imagine even like a plexiglass or, you know, like yeah, a, an yeah. acrylic surface cut to cut to fit. And I think that yeah. I think the hardware source will actually cut that to fit the dimensions you need if you brought that dimension yeah. in. You Very just cool. want to make sure that the edges are not sharp because you will have cats that will grip onto the edge for a security blanket. And you want to make sure that that isn't going to cut their little paw pads. So That's that would be point. the only thing I would, I would look at. Um, another piece of equipment that is so fundamentally necessary is a single hand control spray nozzle. And I learned this the hard way. I had a single hand control spray nozzle. And what I mean is a, a, a nozzle that has a squeeze trigger on it. So I can turn on the water, turn off the water, increase, decrease pressure of water all with one hand. And I learned the hard way that this is not always what is found in a dog grooming salon. Sometimes there are these nozzles that don't have any kind of hand control on them, and the controllers, the, the on-off and all of that, is somewhere else on the tub. So if you think about this, when I'm introducing a cat to the bathing process, especially for the first time, I have to hold the cat with one hand. That would be my left hand. That's my scruffing hand. And then I've got the spray nozzle in my right hand. So if I don't have a hand control option on the nozzle itself to use with my right hand, then I need a third hand. And I don't have one, guys. So unless you have a third arm, a third hand somewhere on your body, you don't either have the ability to turn on and off the water or increase and decrease the pressure and especially be able to do this like in a 
split second should the cat have a reaction that you weren't anticipating or what have you, and you need to turn that water off immediately or turn it on immediately because there's a reason for that as well, then you're really setting yourself up for failure by not having this single hand control nozzle. And I've been to so many salons and done uh, workshops and training events and then discovered that this was what was there. And there, of course, they're telling me, I don't know how you bathe cats. You, do it, you make it look so easy. I've seen your videos hmm. or whatever. And, and then I see their tub set up and I'm like, okay, <laughs> number one, let's get this fixed. Go down to you know, Lowe's or Home Depot or Walmart and buy a garden hose sprayer and put it on your, your uh, hose here. Problem mm-hmm. solved for less than ten dollars. Now right. you have just eliminated the need for you to have a third arm. Oh, that's brilliant! And 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 just that control of the water. To your point, something's going to give if you've only got two hands and you've got to do three things. So absolutely. And 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 any you know we talked about in a in a previous episode episode of respecting the abilities of these creatures. And if you become complacent at any point mm-hmm. during this process, the cat could make you pay for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, one, one way or the other. Yeah. So uh, uh, I love the idea of, listen, if, if, if you only have two hands, you can only be doing two things at the same time. So. You know, and people may be going, okay, already she's mentioning like two things plus space. You know, where like this is going to cost me something, you know, even if it's 50 bucks for the table or 100 bucks for the table and $10 for the spread. I know this is cost. And I'm going to talk about training too here in a minute, which is going to be even more costly. But there's a reason for that. And there's a benefit on this return. There's a return on this investment. That's Mm -hmm. the thing we always have to look at. If I'm going to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or what have you on this to make this environment, get this training, is it going to pay off? And, of course, we just talked about that um, in a recent episode, um, that overview, you know, to do or not do cat grooming. And I, I talked a little bit about the financial opportunities there. And I will delve deeper into how to make that a reality in, a, in another episode we've got coming up. And, you know, the answer to that is yes. If you do this correctly, the return on the investment is mind-blowing. Well, and again, for dog groomers out there, you, we're, we're, we, we're seeking the best clippers. We're seeking the best shears. We're seeking the best tables and, and all of that other, all of the other tools necessary. So, you know, in this industry, I would, I, I would bet that, that folks can really appreciate having the right tools for the job. And Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, you know, one of the things I've seen you use, uh, at a, mm-hmm. I, I saw you doing a demonstration at a trade show, and it yeah. looked like an astronaut's helmet. Yes, and, that was and, next on my list. Okay, tell, tell, okay, I had a pleasure of seeing this thing in action, which was super yeah. cool. But tell the Hey Joe yeah. listener audience about the astronaut helmet. I'm sure you call it something yeah. else, but I call it so, an astronaut helmet. The official name is the air muzzle, <laughs> um, but also otherwise known as the space helmet or the party hat or the ball or whatever people <laughs> want to call it. So that's what we usually say to the cats. Oh, do we need to wear the space helmet? So um, this invention, created by a veterinarian who is like one of my personal heroes, he came up with this. It's such a simple idea, but it's ingenious, you know. And I groomed cats back in the day before the air muzzle was invented. And let me tell you, that sucked, okay? Like I got bit. (laughs) And I used the mesh muzzles. And you know what? Those things 
they give you a false sense of security because I've had so many cats get their teeth out, their bottom teeth out from under that and chomp down on my arm when I thought I was safe because they were wearing this mesh muzzle. So when the air muzzle came out, man, it was worth its weight in gold. And this thing simply goes right on over the head, the, the neck uh, a size of pivots and adjusts to the neck size. And um, Velcro's right into place, super quick and easy. And because it's plastic, you can wash the cat, dry the cat, do all these different things with the air muzzle on. And yes, I have groomed some cats that must wear the air muzzle the entirety of the groom. They are that incredibly aggressive. And But this is the only way they can get groomed. And oftentimes, these cats are actually sent to my place of business from veterinarians locally because the cat is no longer a candidate for anesthesia shavedowns, which is what it's been getting, which is a terrible way for a cat to live, let me tell you. Mm. Let's go through this cycle where we get really matted or pelted. So there's the buildup to the pelt where I can hardly walk, you know, and I have like sores on my skin. And then we go to the vet, we get knocked out with anesthesia, which is very expensive and risky, get shaved down by the vet tech. And no offense to you vet techs listening, but vet techs generally didn't like want to be cat groomers when they grew up. So they're used to doing surgical shapes. So those, those lion cut shapes don't, shape downs don't always end up looking like really pretty. Mm. And so then this is how then the cat goes home to repeat this process over the next eight to 12 months. What a way to live life, right? Oh boy. Well, and again, we don't see groomers... That. Groomers don't pretend to be vet techs, and vet techs don't right. necessarily, even like you said, they don't they don't necessarily want to. But again, yeah. because they don't do it every day, I'm sure they don't master it. And they're and they're dealing with a knocked out cat. They're dealing with Absolutely. you know essentially yeah. a, a limp noodle. So yeah. uh, you know I would imagine that that you know the pet in a healthy uh, comfort position that you talked about earlier is yeah. is the most important. So that a Hey Joe listener audience out there, this this air muzzle, it kind of does look like a hamster ball. That that goes mm-hmm. over the top of the of the cat's head and it completely covers the cat's head. It has air, you know, air holes in it where the cat can easily breathe. And and I I I've seen the cats like totally relax, you know, uh, oh, because yeah. they they yeah. have that kind of peace of mind and they're not uh, they're not shrouded or blindfolded. What you yeah. know, like a lot of other muzzles do. You know, one thing you had mentioned before, Danelle, was. Uh, uh, the methods in which we handle cats. So again, the Hey Joe listener audience out there. Uh, oh, and just a quick reminder to the audience out there. Again, we're talking to, to Danelle German. She's with the National Cat Groomers Institute. Uh, t- follow along. Take a peek at our website while we're talking to you. Uh, look at uh, nationalcatgroomers.com. So take a poke, uh, take a peek at that website. Uh, kind of poke your head around, look around that website. Lots of free information as well. But we're talking about cat grooming and staying safe. But uh, uh, one of the things, and I know you're just really, really adamant about this, uh, is the methods in which dog groomers groom cats. Yeah, you know, they're because they're different creatures, their reactive nature is very different. Um, then they respond, of course, to uh, different methods of handling. In addition, their anatomy is very different. So an example of that would be, um, you know, the the full leg extension on a rear leg on a dog. You know, uh, dog groomers are used to having a dog stand up, like a poodle, for instance, stand up all nice and stacked on the table. And they've got like a pretty uh, full extension on that rear leg. And that's that's a comfortable position for that dog. They're going to stand there and let you do the clipping or combing or whatever it is you're doing with that leg in that position. Now let's take a cat. If you look at a cat, that is just standing up, 
walking around the house, standing up, it does not ever have its leg, its rear leg, in that full extension. That is not a normal position for a cat to have its leg in. In fact, it can be very uncomfortable for a cat. If the cat is arthritic, which many of the elderly cats are, then it can be downright painful. And yet, if we've got to shave that rear leg, it must be in full extension. Otherwise, we will cut the skin. If we, if we have wrinkles that we're shaving, we'll cut them. So mm. you've got to have that skin pulled taut. And in order to do so, that leg must be in full extension. Well, if this is painful or uncomfortable at a bare minimum for a cat or just unnatural for a cat, if we're making it do that for a long period of time, and when I say long, I mean like more than 90 seconds at a time, then we're taking too long and we're, we're aggravating the cat. We're going to get a bad response from the cat. And yet, reality is that many groomers attempting to groom cats without proper training and knowledge will need to pull that leg out in full extension for 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time. And they've got to do this on both rear legs. And so you see, this is just like, again, another setup for failure. And so if we can learn some real practical handling techniques that help us actually groom during that 90 seconds of leg extension rather than wrestle, and knock out a really pretty rear leg line that's symmetrical and even on both, they match, then, hey, why not do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the, I know one of the methods that you had talked about also, and, and that's so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm picturing every cat I've ever seen walk around a house or, you know, family's cats or, 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 or uh, our own cats when I was a kid, and, you know, you're right. They don't have that full rear leg extension. What a great, it's just a, such a great observation that in the grooming world, I don't know, gets remembered. Uh, but one of the things right. that you had uh, talked about before, and, and again, obviously there's no way that in, in this particular podcast episode, we could even scratch the surface uh, of all of the techniques and training. We're going to have an episode coming up uh, in a Hey Joe podcast where we talk a little bit deeper about uh, training and, and, and uh, techniques. Uh, but one of the things that you had talked about is, is just how uh, dangerous maybe uh, uh, or, or how uh, unsavory, if you would, uh, the use of uh, other tools like uh, a grooming loop or those yeah. things can be for cat grooming. Um, can, you, can, you, can you just touch on that? Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because I want everyone to take this away from this episode if they don't remember anything else. Do not use a l- grooming loop. Um, or a leash collar type setup of any kind around a cat's neck. That is a really good way to end up with a dead cat uh, somewhere along the way. So don't do that. Cats do not respond the same way to that tug of a collar or leash around the neck like uh, a dog does. And so a cat that is uh, driven by fear of the unknown or being startled um, or just attempting to get away from something will take a flying leap off a table and break its neck. And I know groomers that this has happened to do, happened to, it's, of course, not something you ever want to deal with. So don't do it. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I know that when we were talking about tables, I, I made a note during our prep to talk about the grooming loop because uh, specific to that little micro environment you're building, you know, if you're taking the time to do a slick tabletop and you're trying to do everything by the book and you go and you create a quiet environment and all of the things you talked about, you're using the air muzzle, you're doing all of those things, but if you make that one critical mistake of using a, a grooming loop, it could prove to be a, a big problem. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I, I made a big note of that. Um, obviously, we're going to have a lot more to cover in future episodes uh, with Danelle as far as training and techniques of safe cat grooming. Uh, but hopefully during this episode, uh, you, the listeners out there in Hey Joe podcast world, uh, kind of got a hint as to just the, 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 the bountiful amount of education and, and information that you can find uh, with Danelle German and her team at National Cat Groomers Institute. Uh, again, you can visit the, the, the website at nationalcatgroomers.com. Uh, but before we let you go, Janelle, um, we owe the listeners uh, uh, we owe the listeners an opportunity to hear what it is that you're providing to them exclusive uh, for just being Hey Joe podcast subscribers. Do you mind letting us know what you kind of brought to them today? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to share this. So um, we are offering to all of the podcast listeners here a coupon code called Hey Joe, that's all capital letters, for $200 off of our complete cat groomer training syllabus, which includes two books, my two books that I have written, uh, and my staff has actually helped write one of them, and uh, five DVDs and 13 online courses. And of course, a lot of this content is geared around these handling techniques and demonstrations of things I'm going to talk about in the next uh, upcoming episode about that topic and you know these are things that we really have to show people what that looks like and on a variety of cats that have different behavior types and different body types and they're getting different types of grooms so this is all in the complete cat groomer training syllabus so they can use that coupon code by going to national cat groomers in, I'm sorry nationalcatgroomers.com forward slash syllabus and that will give them more details about that training program that they can take from anywhere in the world at their convenience. And they can put that in their shopping cart and then use the coupon code HEYJOE to knock $200 off of that. And then we're also going to ship their books and DVDs to them for free. They'll have immediate access upon checkout to the 13 online courses. And then we also provide a series of assignments to walk them through all of that content in, a, in an order that builds upon itself. Janelle, that's what an incredible offer. Um, listeners, if, if you've ever contemplated getting started grooming cats, uh, there's, there's definitely a right way. And then there's all other ways. <laughs> the right way is, yeah, right? is jumping on board with Danelle and, and, and her experience and the, and the incredible uh, education over at nationalcatgroomers.com forward slash syllabus. Take advantage of that promo code. Uh, you can also jump on to paragonpetschool.com, our podcast page, and follow the prompts to also uh, not only bounce around between Danelle's podcast, but also listen, listen to uh, a lot of other subject matter experts, uh, uh, tutorials, and information 
to help you do what you do even better. Um, so, you know, Danelle, thank you very much. I am really, really excited to continue our conversation with other podcasts. I can't wait to hear how well these podcasts are received and really to hear the success stories of folks that might have learned or at least been inspired to maybe consider cat grooming by listening to a Hey Joe podcast. Um, thank you for your time. For the Hey Joe podcast listeners out there, thank you to all of you. Uh, for all of your great questions. Uh, remember, this podcast thrives on your questions, so please send those questions to heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com, and you might just hear your topic discussed with an industry expert in the near future. Danelle, thank you again very much, and uh, I look forward to future podcasts with you. Take care.